Is fish meat? No, it's fish. Yes, great. Then I'm still a vegetarian. You're, you're being a pescatarian rather than a vegetarian, just to be pedantic about it. We all love a pedant, don't we, John? We, we do, and, and they don't come much bigger in pedantry than me. Which is really bad, because I'm also really bad at grammar. I know the rules, I just don't care. <laughs> Unless it's someone else talking, then I care. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us yet again. This is Sheer Isolation. Welcome back to us. Uh, over the next half hour, we will be doing our best to promote the local music scene as best we can and as struggling a situation as it is in. Kieran, how are you doing, my friend? I'm just smashing. You don't sound it. You had um, a long week. No, I am. No, I'm great. I was on the radio, John. Did you hear me? I did. I saw that you were on the radio, but I was more interested in other things, so I didn't listen to you. <laughs> well, to be fair, it was a bit early. It was seven o'clock. Well, I've got this really wonderful relationship with BBC Radio Wiltshire. Every time there's a music orientated something that needs commentary on, they just ring me up and say, Kieran, you want to give us your tuppence for your thoughts? And we'll, we'll put you on air. And I'm like, yes, let's do this. So I, I don't swear and I get on there and I get angry. So I think it's good for listenership. I don't know. And you know what? I, I can guarantee that I know what you were on the radio about. And we will cover that later on. Excellent. <laughs> but I'm guessing it's something to do with musicians being told to get other jobs. Maybe. Yeah, well, we'll come on to that later on. We've got a great guest joining us, as ever. We've got uh, somebody to, to have a chat to this week. We've got Sean McGavin. We have. We've, we've gone. We've been really good so far with, with our guests because they've all been people of the industry, like, you know, technicians, tour managers, whatever. This time we've got an actual musician. For people who uh, don't know Sean, do you want to give us a little rundown? Yeah, I always think of him as kind of a, a bad boy poet, but you can probably describe him in much better terms. <laughs> he's from Southampton. He's a bit of a lad. He's a sort of a Jack the Lad type character, but like he's got his, he's got a real heart and soul to him um, that just sort of elevates him above naughty boys, in my opinion. <laughs> but he's a great songwriter from Southampton. He works in a venue in Southampton. He's previously worked in a venue in Southampton for years and years and years. Called the Joiners. But he's recently got a new job because of lockdown. He's not able to perform. So, in fact, he's, he's really good. He's gone full cycle. He's gone from being a touring musician and not allowed to do anything at all. He's retrained and got himself a new job. And now he's done a few gigs. So he's he kind of gone full circle. He's back to gigging again. Uh, let's get on to a track. You have chosen one this week. You have gone with Atari Pilot. Why have you chosen Atari, Atari Pilot? Pilot? They sent it in to us and we haven't played it yet. Um, I promised them I'd play it about six weeks ago and I still haven't. Um, but they're a really, really cool band from Swindon. They, they were really synthy, you know, a good five, six, seven years ago. And they've, they've really grown sound-wise and, and developed. Um, and obviously, listening back to this now, comparing it to years ago, you can just see how much they matured and progressed. Swindon has this amazing ability to produce some really, really good bands, like Belarus and people like that, that don't necessarily get the credit or success outside of Swindon that they deserve, but they product that they make the music that they make is always extremely well executed really well recorded really well visualized really well delivered and i just think these this is atari pilot one of those bands that i think they've got it all they've you know they've really d- delivered what they wanted in their vision wonderful and so this is the, one of their newer tracks i'm assuming since everyone just sent it to us yes yeah, it's got about 80 views on youtube so it's fresh out of fresh out of its sleeve less than 100 views at time of recording so yeah this is wrong captain Sitting on the bottom of the deep blue sea Got a feeling there's a million eyes on me I went down with the ship last night Guess I never got being the captain right 
So that is Wrong Captain, uh, one of the new tracks from Swindon band Atari Pilot, um, and well and worth uh, a band that's well worth checking out. And obviously, when we when this goes out to air, it's only had a hundred views. So hopefully, by the time it's been aired and everyone's listened to it, it'll have like two thousand. So that's very optimistic. But let's hope for let's hope that yes, we we you know I believe we can do it. Everybody, go out and stream the song on YouTube, not anywhere else, just YouTube. There are better places for for streaming, though, for artists to get more revenue, aren't there? I don't have the chart, but I don't think YouTube's particularly great. Uh, probably not. I think Deezer used to be a really, really good one, like comparatively, but um, they're not particularly big. So hmm. I thought YouTube weren't too bad. I thought they changed recently. So we will do some research and then next week yeah. we will come back with some charts and tables to say which streaming platforms give more money to, to the grassroots musicians. Stop using Spotify. Kieran, have you got any product placement this week? I do. I've got this. It's Skin from Skunk and Nancy. It's her autobiography. I saw it in the Times or something that was shared on Facebook. And I saw the, uh, saw the book and it came with like a, you know, you can read a paragraph. So I, I read the paragraph and I was like, oh, I'm sucked in now. I need to read all of it. So I contacted Joe at Devices Books. Big shout out to Joe because she ordered this for me overnight. She got me a signed copy, uh, which I'm delighted with. However, I can't find the signature. I know, <laughs> but I just don't know where. So it's not in all the obvious go, places. She didn't just go for page one and just write it on there. So it could be anywhere. It That's could be anywhere. You read it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It'll be in one of the middle pages somewhere. Yeah. Um, but so for anyone who doesn't know Skunk and Nancy, um, 90s rock band, um, I didn't realise actually how massively successful that they were. I, they're always on my radar. I always enjoyed their singles and albums. And I saw them at Glastonbury in 99 when they headlined and they were absolutely sensational. Um, and reading this book, it was all about the 90s. There's loads of 90s stuff in there. I grew up in the 90s. So all of that was like my, you know, me forming my musical tastes and opinions and all the stuff in there, like TFI Friday and you know, Glastonbury and all the rest of it. And it's all like all of these reference points that I and totally link with because it's, I, I remember buying the enemy and, and melody maker for like 15p and getting inky fingers you know it's it's harks back to all of that so it's a really really fantastic book and i've only got a sliver of the way through so loads to come we've got sean mcgavin coming on the show he is a musician who uh, as you said earlier on he has gone full circle so he has gone off and retrained this year uh, become a, a hairdresser 
Ababa. Ababa. As gigs are starting to come back online, he's kind of moving back across. So we're, we've had a chat to him about that and a few other bits and bobs around. Next it's time he comes and plays for me, it'll be all right, Sean. Short back and sides, please, mate. Oh, yeah. Maybe you can mix the two. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> when was your last gig before lockdown? Can you remember? I've done two in lockdown. I did, I did the UK's first drive-in show, which I... Yes! I well, tell us about that in a second. I'll tell you about that in a second. I also played with Frank and uh, Clapham. But the last proper standing gig I did where people were allowed to have fun was in Liverpool with the Levellers. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I distinctly remember uh, they were shooting a video the next day and I was travelling with them on their tour bus. We all got back onto the bus the next day and then went up to, I think it was Bolton they were shooting a video. But I remember having a couple of drinks with them on the bus and uh, we were reading news coming in about coronavirus and there have been the first few cases in the UK and we were all going ah, it's, it's bad but it's, it can't be that bad can it and you know when you're like when you're with people you look up to you kind of forget that just because they know a lot of stuff about music they don't know everything about the world uh, in particular pandemics <laughs> so yeah, of course i was like the levelers said it'll be all right it's gonna be fine like <laughs> jesus this guy's been out for years i know what they're talking about and then yeah so um, they were way off base yeah well i mean, I mean me too i i was on the same page six months passed you're not allowed to gig you do a gig it was with frank at the clapham yeah yeah did clapham ground yeah was that the pilot show no no i think jay beans on toast did the pilot show I did so this one. was the follow-up gig? Yeah, it was like two weeks ago or something, I think. I mean, hats off to the Cla- uh, to Ali Wolf and the Clapham Grand. Like, they've, done, they've gone above and beyond um, with making the venue safe and uh, following guidelines. What's it like playing to a socially distanced audience? Well, the audience aren't allowed to sing along because apparently there's... Oh, mate, it's just bonkers. Uh, according to guidelines, you can't sing along because... I, I don't know, maybe you're going to sing out of key and it's going to just like, I don't know, uh, invoke, take a virus. invoke the ghost of Corona into the room and infect everyone or something like that. If they can't sing, are they allowed to cheer? They're allowed to clap at the That's end. That's politely go, yes. Mm, yeah. Good. Yeah. It was weird, man. It was like, I loved it, but there was bits where that kind of just made me long for how it was, you know? Um, yeah. There wasn't the interaction. Uh, there, w- there was interaction, but there, there couldn't be the interaction there usually is. I'd say out of every show I've ever done, I was heckled least uh, in that one, which for me, which for me is bizarre. So, um, yeah. 90% of the show, isn't it? That's it. I thought I was like absolutely flopping the show because no one was shouting abuse at me. So it was, uh, it was bizarre. Uh, whilst we're longing for it, when we can finally have a show with no restrictions, there's going to be a real moment that perhaps none of us really appreciate yet what that's going to be, feel like. Yeah. But that is something to look forward to. Absolutely, man. I think this whole period, I'm trying not to think about it too much because, you know, obviously there's the, the financial element of losing everything, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> that, you know, that's weighty enough. But then when, you st- when I start 
thinking about you know all of my emotional attachments and the re- you know the real reason why I do this job and all the rest of it. I, to be honest with you, dude, I just get quite depressed. So I'm being keeping as busy as I can and being as proactive as I can in any any way, shape, or form really to kind of distract me from it. So I'm sure. I mean, in answer to, to your question, I'm sure it's going to be amazing, but um, I, I'm not, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> right, fine. That's that's fine. Well, actually, yeah. on the theme of keeping busy, uh, mm-hmm. you've been keeping busy recently. You've got yourself a new trade, haven't you? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a barber now. So uh, you're a barber. I'm qualified. Yeah. So, qualified uh, barber. So, yeah, that's actual a... accreditation, not just someone teaching you how to do it and you crack on. You that's know? it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I think the official term is graduate barber. I've still got, you know, ongoing training. Of course. But um, I get paid to cut hair now, so that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's uh, one thing we all need. You can't, that's never going to stop, but all you need to have your hair cut. Well, that was it. It was kind of a weird one, man, when I realised that we were, our industry uh, was not viable in the eyes of the Tory government. I just thought, like, okay. And I will add, by the way, Mr Sunak, I did not take any advice for him from him. I I've been training for like three months or something now, um, so uh, I I made that decision all by myself. But I, I basically pumped all my savings into it and um, got my head down as soon as you know lockdown was eased to the point where the barbershops could open. Went into a shop, did full time intense training, took the exams, passed the exams, did the assessments, you know, all the rest of it. It was something I wanted to do for ages, actually, and I've never had the time or the money uh, to do it. I never had the money to do an intense course. And I never had the time to do an apprenticeship or anything because... Uh, I mean, so this I is kind of a to gift it. to you, really? In some ways, yeah. I'm trying to look at it that way. I mean, I have spent my <laughs> entire savings. I, I, I don't think I've ever been this skin. Even, right, when okay. I, even when I was 16, I think I was kind of like... Uh, or even when I was 14 with a paper round, I was pretty sure I was more well off than I am now. You've done lockdown. You're, no, you're now doing gigs again, hopefully. You've got yourself a new job. What's the plan for Sean next? What are you doing there? Musically, but also non-musically. Well, album two is written. Uh, oh, okay, great. In terms of, you know, the process, we're actually quite far along. Excellent. If I'm being completely honest as well, thinking about it from an artist like me that lives so hand-to-mouth, but also as a business operates hand to mouth without touring uh, being an option, it would be silly for me to invest heavily into money, money I don't really have, you know, um, into an album now. And then you can't tour that I can't tour. Yeah. And also I know what I'm like. So if I record now and then release in six months and hope, hope I can tour, uh, in six months time, I'm going to have six new songs that I wish I'd had have put on the album. I think I'm just yeah, one so of those you're holding people. off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Sean, I was going to ask you just about Southampton mm-hmm. in general, because obviously Southampton is well known for being a, a music city. What's it been like this year? M- my best friend is uh, Ricky Bates, who's a promoter at the Joiners. So, you know, I speak to him daily. Hearing about the struggles they're going through there is, I mean, it's heartbreaking, to be quite honest with you. A few years ago, when I first started out, so maybe 10 years ago, there's a lot of sort of animosity towards bands, a lot of jealousy and... Um, that's kind of kind of not there anymore, really. I think we're all sort of a lot more united um, and a lot more kind of, uh, you know, supportive of one another. In terms of, of where, where we're at, I mean, everyone's in the, you know, in the same boat. Everyone's appalled by recent Tory politicians' comments on, uh, 
on our yeah. industry. Well, that was, you know, that's another thing that I think we're all kind of united by is the fact that we're all being ripped off literally at the same time. And then we're all having it rubbed in our faces. So there's a lot of solidarity there. There's a lot of um, empathy. I, my, my biggest fear is, is people jacking it in. That's, yeah. uh, and, uh, and that's not just locally to Southampton. That's, you know, across the board. So I keep having conversations with Zach, my agent, um, about when we're going to root something. Or And the reality is you have to accept where you are in the in the hierarchy of the kind of you know in size band sizing or whatever or or capacity or pools you know how many people you're gonna actually bring to the show and my fear is is just that when we are allowed back is that it's my level may get eclipsed by the bigger acts you know everyone needs to turn over some money artists aside i think um punters need need it more if, um, as yeah. much sorry if not more than we do and that's the sort of thing that like I look on my Twitter or whatever every day and people are in, in serious need of it not just for you know for fun just for mental health for yeah much like you I things. sort of build I built my life around the fact that I do music so most of yeah. my friends are music orientated some yeah, of these yeah. people you wouldn't see until once a year or twice a year at a gig at a venue at a festival and you don't see them and potentially yeah. next year it, it, maybe festivals might not be on yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to see yeah. these people for 24 months. That's crazy. It's That's insane, crazy. isn't it? When, especially when you're on tour as an artist, you get so wrapped up in the bubble and, every, you know, you've got to count merch and, you know, all the rest of it. All of the mundane sort of tasks and the driving and the long hours and the no sleep, that can sometimes sort of, when you're playing the show, you're in the show, you're in the moment. That's, you know, that's the reason we do it. But when you look back, on a tour when you've got a full schedule you're going like oh jesus i'm going back to that travel lodge and it's just like <laughs> who gives a about the fucking travel lodge shut your mouth you're going to play to a crowd you know who are great crack and they're going to be well up for it and this is this break's been really good for me in terms of when i do go back i don't care about the travel lodge travel lodge can be whatever like you're not going to complain about the travel lodge that's it i know the people last time i played in manchester were up for it and it meant a lot to them and it meant a lot to me. So I'm kind of like, when I go to Manchester, I'm going to try double hard. You know, when I go to wherever I'm playing it, I'm going to put the, put the work in. I'm even going to, I mean, I'm even uh, watching what I eat now these days to just so I'm like in raring to go. Like as soon as I get green lit and Beyonce's done a full billion gigs at the O2 or whatever she's going to do, when I'm ready to go, I'm like, I'm off. <laughs> we were going to play a track. You, you chose um, Jet Ski Babylon. Yeah, friends of mine. Um, so they met at uni in Southampton. Uh, Ollie, the lead singer, and uh, George plays bass. Worked with me when I was working at the Joiners. Um, I just think they're a wicked band. They're fun people. You know, they've got their live shows really, really good. Really like it's in. You know, it's it's uh, it's all inclusive. It's interesting, and um, they're just good people making good music. So they get a thumbs up and a seal of approval from me. Not that that's worth anything. But um. excellent, Sean. Is there anything else you'd like to tell people? If you're in Southampton, come and get your hair cut by me. And, uh, and okay, where, 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 where's your shop? Who are you working for? I work for a shop called Jack Rabbits. Uh, we're card only, but we do take tips in cash. So, uh... <laughs> Could you on a major appetite?
So that track is called Sympathy by Jetski Babylon, a band out Which of South Africa. It's a bizarre Africa. name, isn't it? it? It's one of those names that makes you think, yeah, I need to listen to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, and they're fun. And uh, I imagine there's lots of jet skis around Southampton, so I can see where they got the name. It's time for us to cover some news, Kieran. Yes. <laughs> right. Now, so... now, now, before you start talking, now, it, it's my place in here to try to be impartial so that you don't have to be. So, in the last few days, there's been a lot of talk about Dishy Rishi and what he was saying about the music scene. You're shaking your head already. Right. What I have done, Karen, I've, this probably won't focus, I have found the original source story 
which was, oh, was talking on ITV. ITV. Yes. Yeah. Now, ITV have put a note on here to say this article has been changed to reflect the Chancellor's comments were about employment generally and not specifically about music and yes. art. So ITV yes. have gone back to this article and reworded it. Um, which makes it infinitely better, John. All of a sudden, he's which, completely forgiven. Which, is, which I thought was a bit of a strange thing, but obviously there was this big media hurricane around this article, the way it was written originally. Uh, Richie has said, I can't pretend that everyone can do exactly the same job that they were doing at the beginning of this crisis. And when he was asked specifically about arts and, and music, uh, he said, can things happen in exactly the way they did? No, but everyone is having to find ways to adapt and adjust to the new reality. They've made a decision, haven't they? It sounds like that's it. Oh, it's not going to go back to normal. That's not even their end game. It's just, that's it. This is how it is now. That's what it sounds like. They've, that's the suggestion that it's, you know, for, if you just said for now or, you know, for the time being, that would have been fine. But it's not. It's this. That's how it is now. So get used to it. Go get a new job. You're not playing gigs anymore. You know, you can only watch it in front of 30 people. That's it. Anybody that's got any sense, they've completely ignored them and have said, finish at 10. And then this whole thing about, oh, just retrain. Like it's that simple. Sean has just been on this evening and he said he has spent his entire um, savings fortune he had. The whole, it doesn't matter how much, it really doesn't matter because every industry to retrain costs a different amount of money. The money actually isn't, you know, in the issue. The issue is the fact that you're expecting thousands of people that have otherwise been gainfully employed for years, possibly decades, to all of a sudden now retrain just because I'll just go retrain. What else you got to do? Because you can't do events, so go and retrain. Not everybody's got that time. I couldn't go retrain right now. Money, money is an issue, but I couldn't go retrain right now. I, I've got a, 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 you know, a mortgage, a family, kids. I've, I haven't got the time to retrain. And there are other people in that scenario who haven't got the time just to go and retrain. It, the, the way it's delivered is so flippant. It's an absolute slap in the face. And obviously the money is an issue because depending on the industry you know, it costs X, Y, Z. And if you want to go, like, I don't know, one of my colleagues recently is going to do a diploma whilst at work. That's costing her two grand. And you couldn't just drop two grand and go and do that. A lot, lots of people can't do that. It's just a ridiculous thing to say. No thought has gone into it whatsoever, which without getting too political is typical of the current Tory um, party and government. Right, shareisolation at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch with us, send us a video, send us any news, send us any gigs that might be happening in the near future i don't know we're gonna to have to wrap that up kieran because you've you've covered in a lot of very valid points i think we need to take the prefix of dishy away from away from dishy. Name dishy as well because he's moderately attractive everyone's like oh dishy rishy well now he, now he's a complete i don't think anybody wants to call him dishy rishy anymore. i don't care how attractive you are if you're ugly on the inside you're ugly on the outside <laughs> dishy rishy do you want to say goodbye to people Bye, everyone. <laughs>